Shady's back. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. The voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerard, joins us now. Scotty G, good morning. I'm here to fall on the sword and ask for forgiveness. I'm sorry. Oh, man, all the other guests can show up on time. What's your deal? <laughs> you know what? I've been you know doing this little uh, radio thing for a while now, and I always said, you know, after you get stood up by a guest, you're like, I would never do that to anybody. That's the worst. It, it's disrespectful. It's awful. I would never be that slum of a human being that would do something like that. And then I accidentally did that. So I apologize. Scotty, we wanted to have you on to talk Mountain West football. There's been a million words written and a million words said about Larry Scott and the Pac-12 and their meeting Thursday. Uh, but the timeline's the same for everybody who wants to squeeze in eight games before the New Year's Six Bowl. Maybe someone from the Mountain West could get in and a payday for the conference and all that. So, is the Mountain West coming back? And if so, when? Signs sure look good at this point. And uh, what would it look like if the, Pac- or if the Mountain West were to announce before the Pac-12, which I think is a distinct possibility. I think the Mountain West is actually, uh, and I still think this date's a little aggressive, uh, but according to a lot of people in the know, that October 24th uh, date is extremely, extremely realistic for the Mountain West. Uh, I thought Halloween, maybe November 7th, but they're, they're, they're working towards October 24th, which I think would be an incredible accomplishment if they're able to get teams back out on the field that quick. So you're tied into the folks at Utah State. What do they think about that? Uh, I think that uh, I think that they would be very excited and very supportive of an opportunity to get back out on the field because I, and look, I know and no disrespect to anybody that's dealing with this ridiculous virus and the fact that it's raging right now here in the state of Utah. Uh, but the but but I think that there's teams here in Utah, and I think Kyle Whittingham would say the same thing that they're ready to go and they feel like they've got the testing in place. They feel like they've got everything in place to be able to go and go quickly. And they could have gone at the beginning of the season. It's just the California dilemma that uh, the Mountain West deals with, the same thing the Pac-12 deals with, that and, and Oregon. So I think that uh, Utah State is more than willing and excited to go as soon as they possibly can. So are all 12 teams going to go? Because Hawaii had a travel ban, but I heard that's being lifted. They might just uh, test you when you get to the state, and if you're good, you're good to go. So I guess I could see a charter plane, a football team landing there and being able to play. Are all 12 on board? Uh, as Well, you know, the, there were three question marks. Uh, Air Force has already got, has got some issues that they're dealing with in terms of the games that are already on the books with Army and Navy. But I think that can get squared away. Uh, Fresno is the big one. Because Fresno and, and their, uh, their, their president had completely shut down everything regards to on-campus learning. Uh, but they released a statement at the end of last week that said they could find a way to make it work. So Fresno is the one I thought really would have a hard time making it work in Hawaii. But as you mentioned, uh, the power of a chance to recoup a little bit of money to help keep your athletic department afloat seems appealing enough that they're willing to work through some of these issues. So as of right now, it seems like, yeah. Uh, all 12 are on board and ready to go. Now, that's as of now, but and who knows how that thing could play out, but I think all 12 are going to try to give it a go. So then how many games and what's the schedule going to look like? I would, and th- and by the, by the way, let me preface this. This is speculation on my part. Uh, I, I think you're looking at eight games 
uh, with a kind of uh, giving yourself a little bit of a schedule flexibility. You're able to start on October 24th, and you can work in some buys and maybe move some things around if you have to. Uh, if you go October 31st or anything later, you don't have any flexibility whatsoever. So I think you're looking at eight games and uh, with a hopeful start on October 24th would be my guess. So I don't really remember a preseason poll. Maybe there wasn't one. Is it just, should we just pencil in uh, Boise State's the favorite because Boise State's usually the favorite? Yeah, there was a preseason poll. It was uh, Boise in the Mountain and uh, I believe San Diego State in the West. Uh, and uh, I think Utah State was picked to finish, I want to say, fourth in the division. All right, well, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, obviously, they got a new quarterback coming in there. I assume it's going to be the Utah transfer, but I can't guarantee you that. Uh, and I talked to I talked to Gary a little bit. I still do the coaches show up in Logan, and I talked to Gary about the quarterback situation, and and they really like uh, Andrew Peasley is a guy that they like. But uh, at the end of the day, I I would agree with you, PK. It's going to be Jason Shelley's job to lose. Uh, they. They essentially uh, wanted to keep Henry Columbia, a guy who I think is really talented, uh, and they wanted to keep him on the team. But as soon as Jason Shelley signed, he decided to transfer, and he's now at Texas Tech uh, with Matt Wells. So it's really, you look at the experience level that Jason brings to the job, uh, the skill set that he has, that I know that they want more of what he can do to that offense. They never ran uh, Jordan Love at all, and for good reason, too. I mean, he's going to be a first-round draft pick. No reason to have him taking unnecessary hits, uh, but they really want to use the quarterback in the run game, and they feel like Jason can certainly help there. Andrew Peasley can do that as well. They've got two pretty good quarterbacks, but, yeah, you're right. Jason Shelley, that's his job to lose. Side note, since you mentioned Texas Tech, did you see that their uh, running back uh, was arrested and charged with street racing? And is eligible for the game against Texas on Saturday. <laughs> it's Texas, baby. This is a big God game. God bless the Big 12. Yep. It's a big game, man. <laughs> you're not going to sit you're not going to sit your starting running back uh against Texas. No, a guy saw American Graffiti and then decided to go recreate the movie. I mean, you know, it's good you to know? see the kids watching the classics. That movie's twice as old as he is. I think it was more of those 25 too fast, too furious yeah, there it movies is. he probably was watching. Enough of the video games. Let's go live it. Yeah, exactly. And kind of dangerous. I don't know. That sounds like PK and Flagstaff. <laughs> Except, Except he didn't, he didn't have, have a car because <laughs> he crashed his sister's car, so he didn't have a car. Well, I, did, I had a car, oh. but my father didn't have a car, so I had to give him my car because I didn't really need one when I was in Flagstaff. Oh, see, we talk about the Arizona State days a lot, but not a lot comes up about the Northern Arizona days. Which no, I prefer to I keep it that might. way. <laughs> I know. That's why I think Arizona State gets the gets the mo for being the party school. But I think uh, I think Northern Arizona may have outdid it a little bit. Uh, there was far more debauchery, and I was seventeen when I went to uh, Flagstaff, and I was five months away from changing from turning eighteen. I didn't turn eighteen until after my first semester. I was way too young. And uh, I was experienced in a lot of different ways, though, that I shouldn't <laughs> want to have experience. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, those, two, those two years were rough, man. And I needed the to. The best two I years needed, of your life? <laughs> uh, <laughs> for different reasons. 
<laughs> so I'm glad I got out of there. And when I got to ASU, my grade point average was about five points higher, which is impossible, but yet it was <laughs> when I was at ASU because I got serious about academics because I was on the road to nowhere, that's for sure. So I had the maturity enough to know that, man, i got to get out of here or I am just – I'm going to drown, but it's not going to be underwater. It's going to be a little bit of a Jim Morrison thing. So, anyway, that's my experience with Northern Arizona. Now, of course, you know, I'm a Pac-12 homer. I don't make any bones about that. So I got a bone to pick with you because you've been running this promo. We're saying that if the Pac-12 isn't going to play in order to get into the potential playoff what are they playing for well couldn't i ask that about the mountain west and actually i can ask that about at least 10 of the 12 packed out 12 teams what are you playing for because none of these teams have a realistic shot to get in the playoff well i think you're i mean and i mean obviously you're not getting into the playoff but i'm saying that you uh and i don't know, maybe maybe i'm misspoking on this misspeaking on this a little bit but you've got to at least you got to be able to dance a little bit to get into the new year six and get some of the and get some of that money uh, if you if you're not able to uh, if you're not able to participate and you're you overshoot that deadline, you can't get a team in the New Year Six. At least you know Mountain West has a chance to get Boise State into a New Year Six. At least even if they're not in the college football playoff, uh, the Pac-12 can at least put a team in the New Year Six game and uh, and at least get some of that money. Uh, if you play you start playing middle of November, and maybe I'm misspeaking here, DJ. You're the numbers guy. Um, Maybe, maybe I don't think you're eligible for any of that money. I lost everything you said after you said misspoken. That was classic. I no, that's not what I said. I, I it was a different <laughs> word I used. <laughs> oh man! So Larry Scott gets fired. Is Craig Thompson a candidate? Oh hell no! Are you serious? No, no, no. Of course not. Wow, that's like eight no's. He dropped a Ron Boone in the middle of that. That was great. <laughs> you're having you're having quite the segment, Scott. If I'm the Pac-12 and I have a chance, like whoever whoever takes over that train wreck of a conference right now, there's only one direction to go but up. After that, John Wilner paying out bonuses to everybody, he gets a two point two five million dollar bonus. Uh, there's only one way that conference and the image of that conference can go is up after this nonsense. So you have your pick of the litter. Whoever there'll be a line a mile long to take over that conference because it's a win-win. You can't run that thing into the ground any more than Larry Scott did. You you refuse a bonus and you sign up with Directv, then you're a winner right there immediately. That's all you've got to do, and you're a successful conference commissioner. So I I uh, I think there'll be a lot of people who'll be eligible for that job that would do a really good job. All right, I would buy that, that if you did those two things, and also get out of the literally the most expensive real estate in, yes. the, country, in the conference, wow. if not the country, and pay all that money is such a freaking waste for what? I have no idea why that would be. But, see, and, and those are good, and, and, and those are important things. To get on DirecTV, absolutely, I agree 100%. Uh, because that your, your your product isn't being shown the way it should be. But I'm wondering now, with the things have changed and the television being such a driving force, that the exposure issue and all these things, these things that they got going on, can that be fixed by a commissioner? Because they're still going to be playing a large portion of their games 
at starting at 10:30 back east where 40 percent of the people live in the eastern time zone so is that something that is fixable or they're just going to have to deal with that type of stuff i think you're i think you're just going to have to deal with that but the contract expires in what 22 23 for the pac-12 I would much rather have a new conference commissioner who's got a little bit more experience in dealing with some of these things uh, entering into that negotiation than I would Larry Scott. And so if you're going to make a move, make a move now so he can have a year or two under his belt leading up to whenever those negotiations take place. And, and I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, it, the deal expires in two, maybe three years, but the negotiating is going to start a year in advance. So... Make sure you have your guy in place so that because uh, Larry got steamrolled pretty good on the last one. So bring somebody new in, get him up to speed, and at least maybe then you have a fighting chance. I don't think you have a fighting chance of changing any of that stuff you talk about with PK and talk about PK uh, with with Larry Scott running things. And while they still have to play a lot of games at 8.30, and I can still see two or three of the six league games in that time slot, I think it's also possible to get one or two games into the 6 o'clock ABC window, the 5 o'clock Fox window, or uh, 1.30 window on ABC or Fox. You know, the Utah-Washington game was in that time slot. Uh, You know, we don't need to go into all the reasons that that can happen, but I think there are reasons out there that can happen. And if you have your one or two big teams in that several times a year, you're probably in good enough shape. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think – I mean, I, I think it's a difficult run. I think you're in a bad spot. The optics of your conference aren't great. And I don't blame Larry Scott for not being able to put teams into the college football playoff. That's on the coaches. That's on the individual institutions. But right now, you, you're not highly thought of on the national landscape in terms of college football. You need USC to get better. You need to tell USC to hire Urban Meyer and to let him take over that program and give him anything he needs – and you'll be in a college football playoff in two years. Now, it might be dirty, but you're going to give a little bit more respect to your conference, and then by that time, hopefully you're negotiating a new contract and you get a few extra bucks out of the deal. You know, it really is on USC and Oregon. It's not like the third-best team in the ACC and the Big 12 are driving the image of those leagues. It's Oklahoma and it's Clemson. Yeah. And after that, yeah, okay, whatever. Play games, guys. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay, we criticize the Big 12 for being dirty, but we're going to hire Urban Meyer. Hell, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Come yeah. on. Hire, you know, get the Dodgers pitching coach to help be able to, you know, coach his kid on how to hit a curveball, whatever you need to do, <laughs> and, uh, you know, get him there. That's his grandson now. Yeah, right? That that, yeah, that, that kid is in his mid-20s. <laughs> I'm just trying to pull out all the classics. Yeah, but if you were seriously, if you were six years old in 2004, you're 22 now. (laughs) That makes me sick to my stomach. Just sit back and let Herm do his thing. We'll be okay. Yeah. You guys who scoffed at Herm. I did. I'll admit it, and you did too. Don't 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 say I thought that was a home run hire. What did I say, DJ? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> Same thing you always say Right You never know You don't know I will say this You badgered him as much as you do Every USC co- Or every Arizona State coach At Pac-12 Media Day so you just I think like I pissed him off, off yeah. yeah Yeah Well the last two Graham and And uh, Herm Yeah I mean They, they go You can go 7-5 and five. Good And I'll give you a big old bonus For going 7-5 and five. Who doesn't go 7-5 and five there there's been two people, well, yeah, three people, 
You got Graham, you got Herman. Then every time I watch Christian McCaffrey, I think about the time he wanted to fight you at Pac-12 Media Day. <laughs> can't take a joke. What do you want from me, man? <laughs> that was probably one of the top five uncomfortable moments I've ever been a part of. And the other four also involved, PK. What were they? <laughs> uh, grabbing me by uh, no, the neck no. and saving my job. <laughs> Drive blocking him down the whole hallway <laughs> that no longer oh, exists. Trust, trust me, I got a couple more that certainly don't involve PK. <laughs> All right, Scotty. Well, well you... Sam, no, I want to know those. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Scotty. <laughs> no. Just go back a year so. That's about it. <laughs> Bingo. Anyway. <laughs> Well, Scotty, you got to be upstairs for your show in 10 minutes and 8 seconds, so I assume you're sitting in the parking lot, or you're on remote. I am. No, I'm just sitting here in the parking lot ready to wrap up. That's so. good. I'll, I'll see you in about 10 minutes, DJ. Okay.